Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to the show that lets you know how the Steelers did the day before by how we're celebrating. Is it a hangover like the kind you get when you're depressed and you're washing your sorrows away? Or is it one of those hangovers that is just simply awesome, Tony? Welcome to the hangover, my friend. Good to be here as always. I think I'd say I have to say it was a pretty awesome hangover. I, I don't feel too bad. It's like a few Miller lights, take care of business, and it's good. My name is Brian Anthony Davis <clears throat> alongside Tony Defio. And it's really funny because on the show after that game yesterday, after the Steelers defeated the Cincinnati Bengals in week 10 at, by a great score of 36 to 10, a lot of people were accusing me of being hungover and drunk. And I wasn't at all because you know me, Tony. I don't drink. No, you know you don't drink. I mean, you could accuse me of that you might have had a valid reason, but, but <laughs> certainly not you. Well, absolutely. So, welcome to the Hangover. The Steelers are nine and zero. We've got some great friends coming into the live chat. Remember, we can't do this without all of you: the Brads, the Dennises, the Just Me's, the Bens, the Marks, Mark from absolutely. Down Under, our boy. Absolutely. So we re we really appreciate it. Dennis Sheridan's going to have uh, have my drinks for him. For me, he's going to go ahead and drink. Captain Ant Underpants is here too. So great to see all <laughs> of you. So let's check this out, Tony. The Steelers never in history have they been eight and zero. Now they're nine and zero, and they are in a position to possibly clinch the division. They could they could conceivably clinch the division. If they win their next two games, yeah, I mean it's it's right there for them. I mean their magic number is basically three. If they if they uh, win next week and 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 the the Ravens lose and they they beat the Ravens, they're 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 the division champs. Yeah, so it could come down to a great turkey day. So you could be you could be high on tryptophan and uh, you passed out and trying to watch this game because I know that that turkey hangover. That's that's a different kind of hangover for me. But, <laughs> you know, you can be watching that game and knowing that the Steelers could possibly win the division if they take care of business this week in Jacksonville and take care of business on Thanksgiving night at home against the Baltimore Ravens. So that's a question I want to ask you. And it was great because Dennis just mentioned, I never felt so weird rooting for the New England Patriots because it's weird. And one of the reasons we do the rooting guide is to talk about how weird it, it possibly can be, you know, to, to root for some of these teams. Some of these, some of these weeks, I tell you, you need to root for the Cincinnati Bengals. Some of these weeks, I tell you that you need to root for the Patriots. And the last couple of weeks, that came true when the Bengals beat the Tennessee Titans and now the uh the New England Patriots in the driving rain beat the Baltimore Ravens, and they look like a different team too. So what are your thoughts on the Ravens, Tony? I don't know. I think, well, I think it comes down to can, can they win a game on, on Lamar Jackson's arm? And, and so far, they really haven't shown the ability to do that, at least consistently, and certainly not in important games like uh, like last night in, in, in the two playoff games that he's been in so far. So I think they're, they might be, uh, they might be real, uh, in a little bit of trouble if they can't figure out uh, the, uh, the offense. So here we go. Now, I've been corrected 
here and you know he's correct dj 2yt only says we can eliminate the ravens but not the browns on thanksgiving and that's that's true um that's a possibility the browns do have a pretty uh a pretty good schedule but they are the browns um but for me look i don't want to i don't want to discount the cleveland browns at all but if you could knock out the ravens let's say that if you could knock out the ravens by doing that that week, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, I think I think they're they're your they're your only true con- contender for the uh, AFC North crown. I'm, I'm sorry, but the the, the Browns they're always going to be the Brownies until they prove otherwise. So I'm not I I I, I think in a in, in a way they clinch the division no matter what happens with the Browns if, if everything unfolds uh, the way we hope it does with the Ravens and the Steelers between now and Thanksgiving. So let's uh, let's keep our eyes on the uh, Cleveland Browns as well, and I I do agree with you, but it's just at the beginning of the season the Ravens just seemed so untouchable. That's who everybody's favorite team was. Colin Coward was saying they're going sixteen and zero. The Steelers are going seven and nine. Guess mm-hmm. what, Colin? That's not happening. Right? Yeah. I mean they have they have Roethlisberger back, and and we we said all last year you get him back and it's going to make a world of difference. I mean, it's not, not going on on a limb to say that, but here we are. It's true, and he's playing uh, the best football of his life. I said yesterday he's he's more surgeon than he is gunslinger this year, and I think that's that's a pretty apt description of him. So as exciting as excited as we all are for this game, for the fact that the Steelers had what I thought was a statement game against the Cincinnati Bengals, there are still some naysayers. There's still national media that's saying that the Steelers are the worst 9-0 team that you've ever seen. Um, Dave Schofield went ahead and put out his article, if you did not get a chance to check it out, um, with the historical implications of 9-0. Every single team that has gone 9-0, 100% of them go to the playoffs. So that's that's a good thing. I know everybody's expecting playoffs at this point, but, you know, playoffs are no longer the goal. The goal is Super Bowl and beyond. So um, here we go. What we're looking at here, Tony, is the fact that with that not being the goal, and we're really excited, Steelers had a bad game last week against Dallas. They still won. So Mm -hmm. it's not exactly a bad game. (laughs) It's a good game if you win. But you feel a little dirty afterwards because you're not proud of it. You're like thinking, oh my gosh, is this whole thing crashing down around us? Was this a get right game for the Steelers, Tony? Well, I think, I think it was, you know, uh, last week. I mean, that was, people forget that was their third straight road game after two very physical games against two really good teams. You know? So, I mean, in retrospect, you look at that and go, Hmm, maybe, maybe I can see why they, they struggled a bit against the Cowboys. And like I said, the Cowboys, were, were desperate. They were looking to stay in contention in the NFC East. So yesterday's game, I think, you know, last time they were at Heinz Field, they dismantled the Browns uh, 38-7. And, and yesterday they took care of business against the Bengals, which is what you expected them to do. So I, it was absolutely a get-right game. It shows you how good they can be when you're playing at home and and, uh, and everything's clicking on offense and defense. Now, not only the get-right, now here's the bigger question. I'm going to ask you this, Tony. Has the Steelers put the rest of the NFL on notice. Have they done that? If they didn't after uh, nine and zero, then people are, are just not paying attention. Yeah. They're absolutely, they have absolutely put everybody on, 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 on notice for sure. I mean, how can you not? 
they, they everybody said that they weren't going to make it through that three game road trip without losing at least one time. They did that. So, uh, you know, when, when people talk about, oh, it's the worst nine and O team ever. Well, if they were the worst nine and team ever, they probably wouldn't be nine and O. They'd probably be five and four or four and five. <laughs> Mediocre football teams don't. They they have a tendency to lose to other mediocre football teams, and they have yet to lose to any football team. So, uh, yeah, they're definitely. If you're not paying attention, then shame on you. After nine games, that's true. So here's another question that I have now, Tony. So when you look at the Steelers, everybody today is saying, "Okay, yeah, they won. They won by 26 points. That's great." But the running game stinks, and you know, I was one of them. I'm not going to lie. I was concerned about the running game, not concerned, but I was saying, well, you know, they need to fix the running game. But the more that I thought about it, when I was listening to Pittsburgh sports radio and everybody's talking about how bad the running game actually is, Tony, is it that bad or are they not really, uh, are the Steelers not really keen on trying to run because they have the Todd Haley running game from a few years back when Ben throws the ball 46 times those short little passes that get a lot of yards. Is that a way of saying, Hey, we're just going to run the ball this way. I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, teams have done this in the past, uh, the Patriots, uh, other teams, I don't think the chiefs were that were they great at running the ball at the end of the year last year. I, I don't know. Um, but if you have a, a quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger and you have the receivers that they do, and now Ebron's becoming a bigger and bigger weapon for them at tight end, uh, you know, yeah, you want to see them get the running game started. Of course, you want them to be effective at that. But they're they're gonna they're gonna win or lose based on 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 the passing game because that that's just how they're built on offense. So you would like to see them get better. And yeah, it's, it's been three three pretty substandard games on the ground. But but I'd be more concerned if they, if they couldn't if if they couldn't pass the ball. Then to be honest with you, I, I, I'm more you know I'm not as concerned as other people are about the running game. Now, Ezra, a great friend of the show, he mentions that no Connor gets important yards in crucial moments for the team, and he really does. I don't think this is as much of a Connor problem with a lot of people saying that that Connor's bad because he had some brilliant games in the first couple of weeks of the season, not week one, but second, third, fourth game of the season. He looked pretty good in those games, Tony. Is it... Why are they pass blocking so well, but the run blocking just isn't there? I just think that they're built more for that. Honestly, I just think that the line is, 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 is built more for protecting Ben. I think that's what they're, they're used to. And you know, how often did, did, did they, does he line up under center anymore? I think I heard a stat on the radio today said he lines up in the shotgun 77% of the time. And, and that's how, you know, at those percentages, how often do they hand it to Connor out of the shotgun? So I just think they're 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 built for that, and and they're they're you know they're, they're not the, the whole the idea of the three yards and the cloud of dust and everything. I, I don't. That's just not how how things are anymore. So I I, I don't know what 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 what's the deal is with, with the running game lately, but it, it, they're still averaging thirty points a game. So I think that's and they were four for five in the red zone yesterday. So I think that's 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 those are more important stats. Uh, as far as the big offense and then the running game. I, I agree with that completely. 98671X says they stack the box, so why not throw over them? Yep, if they're going to do that, you can. Now, Nicholas Gabriel, 
He throws in $2 in the tip jar. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Appreciate it. Lateral zone runs aren't working. Can't watch it. So what are your thoughts about those kind of runs, Tony? Well, uh, yeah, I think they Connor's more of a straight-ahead runner. I think we, we, we've said that. And as far as like the, like the jet sweep and everything, it appears that, that teams are starting to p- pick up on that. So maybe it's just a matter of, uh, of more straight-ahead running and, and, and simplifying things with the running game as opposed to trying to run outside and trying to do the jet sweeps and, and everything like that. Has, has the rest of the NFL figured out the jet sweep? It would appear so as of yesterday, but they were going to do that um, eventually. And I think Jonathan Vilma, as much as he's been vilified, maybe rightfully so for his his, his analysis, he did point out that you gotta you gotta keep them honest and 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 fake the jet sweep and hand it to Connor more often. So maybe that's that's the answer to to opening that playback up is, uh, is 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 faking the jet sweep and handing it to Connor. Kill shots new to the uh, stream. He says, uh, you know, hello, Steeler Nation. Welcome, Killshot. Appreciate you in there. Overtime Dad says this. I don't think Connor is a great lateral runner, but I don't blame him. Just call the lateral runs with McFarlane in. And McFarlane was uh, was out because of uh, an illness. Run mm-hmm. Connor up the middle where he does his best work. Connor's a north-south runner. Yeah. And when you've got that north-south game going – and he could run downhill. He's absolutely phenomenal, Tony. He is, and I mean, you saw you saw how how good he was the first uh, what first half of the year. I just think it's a you know when when you look at our running backs' uh, overall body of work, you, there's usually two or three games there somewhere in the in, in the season where you go, wow, he only gained 50 yards in that game or 40 yards or whatever. But at the end of the year, he has thousand uh, yards, 1100 yards, 1200 yards. So. You know, this could just be like one of those stretches for them where, where they're struggling on the ground and, and and maybe they'll get it going maybe as quickly as uh, this week against the Jaguars. Vea says he keeps bouncing it to the outside when it's clearly not there. Yeah, I mean, that's like I said, I believe he's more of a, a north or south guy. And if you can get that game back in, look out, um, you know, check that out on uh, Let's Ride. Jeff talked about that this morning on uh, his morning show. And then also, we uh, if you check out Michael Beck tomorrow on the live mic, he's going to be talking about the Steeler running game and how it could curtail the Steelers from winning the Super Bowl. So that begs the question, Tony. With the run game not doing, not eating up clock, but have has the has the Steelers re- have the Steelers really found a way to just. Uh, I don't want to say revolutionize this because this is West West Coast offense, but have the Steelers really found a way to just forget about the running game and say, hey, this is how we can beat you. You know we're going to do it. I dare you to stop it. I just think that's just their personality. I think I, I think we none of us should be really shocked that Ben wants to throw the ball 40, 50 times a, a, a game. That's just, that's just his MO. And, you know, he's uh, – I think what the average their average uh, yards for play yesterday was five point seven. Uh, that's just that's just how he wants to do it, you know. And I think he, he wants the ball in his hands. And and if they can use the the short passing game like a running game, I don't, I, you know, with a, a quarterback like Roethlisberger who clean like what seventy percent of his passes, I, I think you're in pretty safe hands there as far as the uh, ha- having a pseudo running game if if the if the real running game's not working. Is this the most intriguing version? of Ben Roethlisberger you've ever watched in 17 years? 
It absolutely is. And, and it's, uh, you can see him, uh, he, he knows he can read defense and people always accused him of doing it. Obviously he probably could always read defenses, but he's doing it better now than ever. He's orchestrating things now better than he ever has. He's, he's orchestrating his receivers now better, better than he's ever done in the past. It's a really a great thing to watch. And as I said before, maybe that year off as, as much as it, as it sucked for everybody, maybe it, it was one of the best things that ever happened to him as far as him being able to learn the game from the sidelines. So DJ two T Y L only he, uh, he changed his name for us. He's now DJ two. He said he was going to do that. Um, so he says the biggest problem with the run game is this. If I am sitting on my couch at home saying, here comes a run and I'm right 90% of the time, that's a major problem. That's me. Imagine Harbaugh, you know, I get it. So I want to ask you this. Are they just running the ball at times because conventional wisdom says you you have to? I think so. I think it's the old football stuff. Look at look at. Uh, here's a criticism of Vilma. He said, "Oh, in AFC North football, you have to run and play defense." No, no, you don't. You have to have you you have to be able to pass the ball, and and that's where football is in 2020. And and I just think you know we're looking for in a lot of ways we're looking for for reasons to be upset i mean there's they scored 36 points they were four for five inside the red zone who i mean really who cares how you, how you how you get it there how you get it done just get it done and 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 i think you know if they're we all knew that they were gonna live or die with ben so right now they're living and doing really well with ben and and if they don't do well in the playoffs if they lose it's not going to be because they couldn't run the ball it's, it's going to be because ben didn't play well or, or their, their defense played poorly as far as i'm concerned Rob House says this, AFC North football, you have to beat Baltimore, Tony. I got to tell you, this begs another question. Can they beat Baltimore by passing the ball like this all the time? I Yeah, I, I, I think they can beat anybody if they're on their game. I think they have, I have, they have the weapons for it. I, they have the quarterback for it. He's, he's arguably the greatest quarterback they've ever had, and he's certainly one of the best that's ever done it, and he's, and he's an MVP candidate as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, they could beat Baltimore uh, passing the ball. They, they did it two weeks ago, so uh, why not at home in, in front of uh, the home fans on Thanksgiving night? You know, Cree says this. They did the first game. Vea says, nope, they can't. So, you know, this, this, is, a, this is a nice uh, – this is what I love about our live chat. Everybody has a valid opinion, and I definitely appreciate it. Um, you know, real quick, we were talking about Jonathan Vilma, and you mentioned a vilified. I'll call it a Vilmafied. And <laughs> – I don't know if you knew this, but he was picked right after Ben Roethlisberger in that 2004 draft. And I say that because everybody knows that because <laughs> he said it a million times. Yeah, yeah. And Dave Schofield wants to have a drinking game <laughs> that you drink every time Jonathan Vilma says that. But the problem with that is that you might not live. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did bring up 04 a lot. Although this is his first year in the booth, so I guess maybe he has uh, he has some uh, some growing to do as as a uh, as a commentator. But I was shocked that that he he was on their uh, their game of the week uh, team. So I guess uh, they must have thought enough a lot of them at Fox uh, to put him on that. Uh, put him. What was it Eddie Albert? I think that's who it is. Ken Albert. Ken Albert. Oh my God, Eddie Albert. Eddie actor. Albert wasn't he on Green Acres or something? Yeah, he was in the Longest Yard. So that's a Longest football yard, reference. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There, there you go. Nice, nice <laughs> try on that. Um, you know what? He has potential. I mean, a lot of people hate him already, but you know how I feel about uh, announcers. I've right. uh, 
I love my Collinsworth, love my Michaels. Um, don't like Phil Sims. I'm not sure about Romo yet. So, right. but um, not a lot of people like like Vilma so far. But we'll see. John Knox throws in three dollars. Uh, no question along with it. So if you do have a question, feel free. I will put it to the top of the queue. But thanks for the three dollars, John. Um, very appreciated. There, he followed up. Yeah, he has a pretty good point. Uh, right after that. Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah, it's a pretty I good. Did, I did not see pretty... that. There's something in Steelers fans' DNA that tells them if there's not a Franco Harris or a Jerome Bettis performance out of the backfield, then they aren't good enough. Absolutely, that is that is uh, something that. Dave Schofield can put up in his Mythbusters when he does that every once in a while and talks about Steeler Miss because that's definitely we have to have that power running game. We believe it. When Barry Foster was there, even you know when Barry Foster was gone, oh they can't win without Barry Foster. Well, they went to the Super Bowl the next year with Eric Pegram and Bam Morris, but Bam right. Morris was one of your uh, he was one of your pounders though. But you can you can do stuff with these fast guys because I. I'm anxious to see a guy like uh, McFarlane break out. And I think he will, but I'm still loving what they have in a guy like James Conner. I don't think that's uh, – I think it's premature to say that the running game is dead right now. They've had a bad couple of weeks, but we were happy with them the first quarter of the season. So we'll see what's going on. But Ben Roethlisberger has definitely changed this offense to the point where – you know he's going to line up in the five wide, like you said earlier. Right. right. And you know he's going to pass. And if you, that's a hard one to stop because I got to tell you, the Steelers struggle like crazy when you do that to them. Right. Yeah. So, how, I mean, when you, when you see, uh, like last year, how, how much the offense struggled without, without a good quarterback – they could have, they could have tried running the ball fifty times a game last year. It wasn't going to work for them because they didn't. They, you need you need to be able to pass the ball in 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 twenty twenty. And I'd be more worried if they couldn't pass and had a great running game than than the other way around. Well, one one last thing we're going to say about the running game and Doc Hol- Holiday. I wanted to call him Doc Hollywood. The uh, that was the Michael J. Fox movie. Really good movie. And if you've never seen Doc Hollywood, Tony. That's kind of Cars. Disney's Pixar's Cars was a takeoff, almost inspired by Doc Hollywood. Uh, really good film, so check that out sometimes. Okay. But Doc Holliday says, I don't expect us to run for 200 yards a game, but at least some point in the playoffs, we are going to need to protect a lead and run the damn ball. Remember that. I, I understand that. But my question is, and can they do that, though? Can they extend leads? Can they protect leads by doing those short passes and just make them, just make that an extension of your running game? And I think that's what they're doing. And they have the horses to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at uh, was a few was it the Tennessee game or the Ravens game? I forget the one where they decided that the one where Ben ultimately threw the yeah it was the Tennessee game where you, where you threw the pick that trying to hit Juju uh, in the end zone. At the end. They they took seven and a half minutes off the clock. Uh, and it wasn't all running. It was a lot. It was mostly passing. So I think they can they could be an effective ball control offense, even if they're not running the ball, you know, uh, out of out of the power eye or whatever. They they could still do it with Ben throwing four or five yard passes and and, and hitting 
his receivers and, and them getting yards after the catch. Absolutely. So uh, we all agree, and some of us will agree to disagree. But here's the best thing that we all agree on: we're loving nine and zero. We don't have to worry about nine and zero not being ten and zero. Just enjoy nine and zero and take it one game at a time. When I say don't worry about it, we got to worry about Jacksonville. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is enjoy the ride, Tony. While we're on it. Yeah, I mean they're they're. They're doing. They're they're playing to their strengths and 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 doing what they what they do best. And and they're nine and zero. I mean that's the thing. This is a this is a a, a, a passing offense more than it is a running offense. It has it's been that way since uh, what twenty sixteen, I guess when 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 Bell was really uh, strong at the end of the year. So this is what this this team is, and that's what it's that's what it's doing in twenty twenty. And it's it couldn't be any more effective. <laughs> I agree. Now. We're going to go to break, but before we do that, I'm going to mention one more thing. The Steelers fans, to me right now, they're in rarefied air. <laughs> this yeah. is 9-0. We've never been here. Our grandparents, nobody. Nope. We have never been here whatsoever. And we're kind of we're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. We don't know how to act at 9-0. We right. really don't because right. like that never happened. So it reminds me of... Arnold and Willis Jackson or Little Orphan Annie, they uh, they get a chance, or we can throw in Punky Brewster as well. They get a chance to go into an environment where they have stuff that they've never had before, and they just don't understand how to, they just don't understand how to enjoy it because it could go away just like that. Yeah. So I say we just enjoy it. Exactly. I I just think it's the nature of. Of being a sports fan is you're always expecting, you know, you always think the other team is, has, you know, has all the, all the answers and your team looks foolish is the one it looks foolish all the time. But, but uh, you know, the Steelers are, are obviously, as you said, they, they put everybody on notice or nine and oh, they're, they're historically, that's a significant thing. So let's, you know, if a loss happens, it happens, but it's, you know, they still have a great chance to do a lot of, uh, of special things in 2020. Where else are you going to get a punky Brewster, a different strokes, and a little orphan Annie reference when you're talking about the Steelers? We will find out right after this if any more gems come up on the Steelers hangover from behindthestillcurtain.com. Stick around. <laughs> 